Welcome, guys. This is the first episode of Discernment Diaries. Mm. Today, I'm here with Joseph Rivera, and he's going to be sharing his story. So let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, Son to and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and ever shall be, or without end. Amen. Amen. Alright, so, Joseph, when you were a young kid, did you always have faith, like, present in your home? I would say, yeah. Um, grew up in a very devout family. Um, also, just different, right, family dynamics that can sometimes make things difficult mm-hmm. as well. Um, but if there was one thing that my mom did and my grandmother, they made sure my brother and I got to Mass, like, all the time, close to daily. Even when we would be kicking and screaming not to, yeah. So, uh, when you were, did you go to Catholic school for elementary school? I, uh, I did. I went to St. Francis of Xavier on Metairie Road in New Orleans, and then... When we had moved to Houston for Katrina, um, which happened in 04, my mom had actually homeschooled my little brother and I for for the next six to seven years of my life in, in Houston. Oh, wow. Okay, so when that was happening, did y'all still keep up with church every Sunday and all that? Yeah, something. Being in Houston, um, having all of these sort of unknowns, you know, people being displaced from the hurricane. I mean, as a kid, everything's super fun, right? And you get to explore this humongous city. And they had like the you know the big ice skating rink and stuff. Um, but I tell you, going to mass and going to understand, um, going to different youth group functions, coming to understand who Jesus was, um, yeah, it was continuously going on, even, even while, while I was unconsciously aware of it in Houston. So y'all were in Houston till when? Till about, it was maybe like 13, 14 years old. 13, 14. So you came back to Louisiana? Yeah, I came back to Louisiana. And then, um, and then my mom, which later I would want to be in at another Benedictine school, but my mom, she found this, um, this boarding school in Coleman, Alabama, which was run by Benedictine monks. And uh, so for my ninth grade year, I, was, I had gone to this very small town um, about nine hours out of New Orleans and uh, was up there for a year. Wow. Yeah. So um, that was your ninth grade year? It was ninth grade year. Yeah, the whole high school maybe had like, like between grades eight to 12, oh, maybe wow. like 70 kids. So after that, you came back to New Orleans mm-hmm. and where'd you go to school? Came back to New Orleans, 10th grade year, and uh, went to the great uh, Rumble Raiders on uh, yes. 1901 yes. Severn Avenue. Definitely. Yeah. So you're in 10th grade. How are you still with your faith? Yeah, it was, I, uh, I guess the faith was really the closest thing that I had to being known, right? 10th grade year, because many, many groups are formed, and you had boys who... Um, just good dudes, but you know, like everybody kind of has their own friends and I didn't, I didn't want to be a leech on anybody, right? So you kind of have to find your own place. But uh, God, God helped me figure out um, who some good people were to, to hang around. Um, yeah. So you're going into junior year. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like 
you were out of place at the school? So junior year, I started to feel more, I would say, like, in accepted. Um, and, uh, yeah, I noticed, like, there was a clear distinction between the boys, right? Many, many individuals trying to um, either just fill this sort of social status or um, be, quote, cool, right? Which is, um, I don't know, whether it just be with the girls or trying to, like, have the biggest truck. I remember this one guy, he had a, he had a car that sounded like a lawnmower, um, right? But everybody was trying to fit in this... So, you know, I think it was my junior year in particular, I was like, you know, I think, I think me, I think other people that, some people I could see, kind of cut from a different thread, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I wasn't necessarily uh, the quote, coolest kid, but I realized I don't need to be. Um, and I think a majority of my class began to see me as one in particular who stuck up for what I believed. Um, not from my own ego, but from him who was present inside of me, Jesus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So junior year into senior year, mm -hmm. how was senior year for you? Senior year was interesting, man. Um, yeah, uh, there was this guy, guy went to go play uh, college football, SEC football. It was We played football together. Um, Terrell, um, I forgot, I forget his last name right now, but uh, Terrell Jacobs. And, um, yeah, there was one day after school, because I'd walked around, those of you that know about the Marian consecration, right, there's a little chain that, that people put around their wrists when they do the 33 days to morning glory, um, right? And so anyways, I had, I had consecrated myself to Our Lady of the Seven Sorrows my junior year. And so now senior year rolls around, um, and, uh, Terrell, right, I was in the football locker room after after practice one day, and he looks at my wrist, and he's like, hey man, like, what's that, you know? He's like, well, it's a, uh, it's a consecration to Our Lady. And he's like, yeah, what that is? And I was like, well, uh, 33 days, and uh, you know, you kind of give your life to Jesus' mom. He's like, okay, uh, well, I'd like to do it, and so, he and I did it together. We did it again. I renewed mine and he did his for the first time. And I remember my, my uh, senior year, something that really hit me hard. Um, it was after school, after Terrell had finished the consecration. And I didn't speak to him that much because Terrell was, uh, he was one of the stars, one of the big time cats over there. And um, after school, you know, he, uh, he stopped me in the hall and um, he was like, hey man, like, you know, what you doing? And I was like, well, uh, not completely sure yet with life. He's like, okay. Uh, he's like, but you already know. And I was like, what do you mean? You know? He's like, well, it's like, I can see it. And I was like, well, what do you mean, man? He's like, I can see it. And, uh, whether it be, you know, discerning the priesthood or whether it be following the Lord in general. I remember that really stuck out to me in, in particular when he told me that. Um, yeah. So, senior year, was that yeah. like close to the end of your senior year? It was. So you graduate, mm -hmm. where do you go to school after that? So I uh, had gone up to ULL, um, University of Lafayette. And I felt the Lord calling me there in particular. Um, I had walked on to the football team to go play football over there. And uh, 
I was also getting very close to this girl. Um, and I kind of had my life moving in a certain direction, right? And um, it was about two months. And, and I tell you, like high school, I could say I tried to follow the Lord, and I did. But um, once you kind of have your own, your own watch and like your freedom is in your hands at this point to choose how you want to serve Jesus, it's just different. Um, it's different. And I noticed myself like, whoa, do I actually want to get to Mass on my own? Right, nobody's going to make me. Um, and I did. I did, man. Um, so about two months into my, uh, my, my freshman year, I kind of had my life moving forward. Um, there was this guy who called me out of the blue, you know, read me the scripture passage. Um, and uh, Luke, Luke chapter 5, when the Lord is walking along the seashore. And he sees Peter, right, and the boys, right, these, these blue-collar dudes kind of doing their own thing. And um, not the most pious people in church or reciting all different kind of litanies and prayers. They were just workers, right? And Jesus goes up to them and he calls them um, to be fishers of men. And, um, yeah, this guy that I didn't really know, he read me that passage. And um, I told him, I was like, dude, I, I, don't, I don't really know you. But I think I, I should go study to be a priest. So, you uh, you left in the middle of the year. How mm -hmm. how was that? Yeah, yeah. So our bishop had told me to. I called him up right once. I I was like, look, I don't really know this guy. He read me the scripture verse, and I think I maybe called it good discern to be a priest. And uh, he said, okay, Joseph. Well, listen, finish out the year and come next year. Right. I graduated twenty fifteen. He's like, so finish out the rest of this year and. Um, the spring semester of next year and enter in fall of 2016. Which I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, it'll be, uh, that's, that's, that's like six, seven months from now. Hopefully this call thing will dissipate and I won't have to worry about it. Um, right, it's kind of heavy. And uh, the next step was letting, letting the significant uh, young lady that was in my life know what had happened. And I told her, I was like, look, this guy, he read to me the scripture passage, and, and honestly, I don't know if I'm called to be a priest or not. Um, and uh, she had told me, she said, Joseph, if the Lord is calling you to be a priest, that's something that, as a woman, I will never be able to give you. And uh, if that's what you're called to do, you need to go see as soon as you can, you know. So I called back the archbishop, and I was like, look, I know you said next year, but like I gotta go now um, and so within two months mid-year as you say um, I finished that semester at ULL the next semester I started at St. Joseph's Seminary um, in Covington, Louisiana so you're in seminary and I mean how is the whole how is it like how is the um, the whole environment hmm yeah, um, definitely a culture shock from high school to ULL uh, to seminary. Um, it's a bit more quiet, I would say, but even more so than the quiet, the structure. The structure um, may be even more rigorous than the military. Um, it's about it, at every waking hour of the day, there is formation to be done in the life of a young man. Um, seeking to serve and lay down his life for the salvation of souls. Um, and it's a very serious program that 
the Lord has put the Archbishop in charge of and just different people that really do a good job at it. Um, and I, I will say that I've been blessed for the past five years to be able to be a part of that. So you're in your first year of seminary. Mm-hmm. It's uh, How is that compared to like the second and third year? Is it much more like... It's more lenient. I would say, yeah, like they... Like, like you're going to mess up, you know, like... It's just like any relationship, you know, sometimes it's rocky, sometimes it's good. Um, but they, they, the formators, like, yeah, like, especially in your first year, um, they don't expect you to be where somebody who's been in seminary for, for five, six years, they don't expect you to be there. Um, they, they, they're able to really kind of take you where you're at. Um, and I noticed that there was a lot of good that was happening um, with forming my own character. So you're in, your, let's say, your third year. Yeah. How is it going there? Third year, so that was junior year. Um, man, I tell you, even even through senior year, everything was smooth sailing, man. Like, well, there were ups and downs, right? Because life isn't the most easiest, um, especially when you have to focus a lot about your own interior strengths and weaknesses, right? Um, right. I mean, I'm I'm making coffee now, right? And and uh, I tell you, like you know, I don't have a formator sort of. You know, in a comical way, hey, you know, that coffee isn't made right. That's that's your pride showing forth. You know, like, like it, you know, so anyways, like, the sort of formation that was that was being done was very good. Um, but not, you know, junior, senior, sophomore, freshman, all, all those years, at St. Joe's, that was a blast. Um, it was fun. It was like really, honestly, it was like a continuation of Rummel High School except with like people who are like really trying to follow Jesus and like not curse every second of the day. Uh, yeah. So you're in your fifth year now and um, has sixth year, sorry, mm-hmm. sixth year. So you're in your sixth year. How is that going? It was... Yeah, so then, so the transition, right? Graduating from St. Joseph in May 2019 to then moving to Notre Dame, um, that's that step up to the theologate, right? The big boy school now, in a sense, it's definitely uh, a wake up call. That like, man, this. Remember, Father Jim Wayner, he had told us one day. Um, he said, "Listen, the stuff that you guys are dealing with, right? The stuff that is like the people of God are seeking to be fed spiritual nourishment, right? And that there are parts to the to the priest's character." that are not addressed now, there are parts to the person, um, these people who are supposed to be feeding, right, from a wellspring that is clean, of, of clean water, right? If there are very serious parts to, to your own character that need to be addressed that aren't here at this place, Notre Dame Seminary, this house, well then like, the people of God will be eating detrimental food, will be eating stale, rotten food, which, is gonna make people leave the church, right? And make souls fall away. Um, and I remember he hit us with that, one of those conferences and uh, it, was, it was like, wow, okay, Jesus, I need your help because this is, uh, this is, this is a real deal, you know? Um, and he did, Father Jim was such a spiritual father, man, for like the past, uh, the past two years um, of my life. And uh, what a gift, you know? So you're going into your second year of theology, mm-hmm. and how is that going? It was going well. It was going well. Um, you know, I think there are definitely parts to me that, uh, 
the church has been helping me to to form. Um, I would say especially like my own conscience um, with like the truth in what is right and what is wrong, especially when eyes aren't on you, right? Like internally, um, I would say that the church is just the, the desire to uphold her dignity has really been forming in my own heart. Um, and sometimes when I lack that, right, the formators would call me out on such and it was good um, being obedient. Um, yeah, and uh, my second year in theology was going really well, man. Um, and I was, I was going to be a priest, you know, like I was going to be a priest. And um, for me, everything kind of changed um, September the 8th. You know, it's not as though I left Notre Dame Seminary with the notion of uh, I don't want to be a priest anymore or like I'm done with this or, you know, this is, um, you know, too much to handle. No, the opposite. I find that the Lord allowing my spirit to discern drew me and even subconsciously through the usage of, of like my own patron, St. Joseph, through the usage of the dream, drew me out into the unknown, out back into the world, um, which even so, I'm, I'm unwrapping, but I feel as though it was a, it was a deep movement of the spirit that drew me out, um, which is, you know, us doing this whole podcast right now, man. Um, so, yeah, so it's not, it's not a sort of negative feelings towards Notre Dame or, or priesthood, that's why I left. No, in fact, it was like, okay, God, you're calling me, and wherever you call me, I'm gonna move, and that's it. So you, you left the seminary. How are things going now for you? Yeah, thanks for asking, man. Um, it seems as though God has, putting, God has been putting literally everything into place. Everything. Um, before I left, there was like this guy about a week before I left seminary. And uh, we had met. And I was like, gosh, should I tell him that I'm leaving or should I not? And I wound up telling him, and he's like, all right, kid, listen, let me show you something. And he, and he brings me back to his house. And uh, anyways, he's got this like little one bedroom. He's got this raised house, more uptown New Orleans. And um, yeah, he brings me on the bottom level, right? Because they live upstairs. And it's just like one bedroom apartment, right? And he's like, look, kid, this is yours, right? He's like, you, you were studying. You need some help, and I'm going to help you. And I told him, I was like, look you could change your mind. Like, you, you don't need to give me this. And um, he was like, no, you weren't looking for it and I wasn't looking to give it to you. That's how you know it's it's from your father. Um, and then I was thinking about pursuing nursing. Um, and I got these prereqs done uh, in a matter of two months to get into this program at LSU, which the doors for that opened miraculously, very quickly. Um, and while I was pursuing those nursing, the, like those prereqs, um, there was a friend of mine that had suggested to me this podcast. And um, Father was essentially saying like, the things in life that we're meant to do, like many people want to place all of their hope like in, in something in the future. I was like, that's ridiculous. He's like, the only hope I have is that in the present moment, right? As we speak, as we even record, right? Like in the present moment that there is a Father who hears and who sees every intimate thought, word, and detail of my life. Right? It's like people think that hope, right, is something like to be had or like attained, like in the future. It's like, no, hope is in the present. It's like the only hope I have is that moving out daily in trust 
and knowing that my father will support my head and lay me down to sleep just the way that he did with Jesus, right? When the Son of Man has no place to rest his head, but foxes have dens, right? And birds have nests. The way that the Father supported Jesus, he will support me. He's like, so don't do what's comfortable. Do what God is calling you to do. And that night, I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, Jesus, I'm like pursuing nursing right now, but like whatever you want me to do, I want to do. And um, what came streaming in my heart, maybe about a month and a half after I left seminary, right? It was just this, this raw image of Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society, right? And he's, uh, he's, he's, he's teaching, he's forming these very rich but insecure young men, right? Um, oh, captain, my captain, right? is a famous line. And he's like standing on the desks and he's teaching them. And in, in prayer, I was like, God, like, are, you, are you maybe calling me to be a teacher? Are you maybe calling me to be Robin Williams? I don't know. And um, yeah, a couple of days later, I got in touch with somebody and like, I told him, I was like, look, I'm in a rock and I'm in between rock and a hard spot. And like, I'm, I'm doing nurse. I'm like thinking about being a nurse and like, I'm just leaving seminary and also thinking about teaching. Like, like what should I do? And they were like, okay, Joseph, thanks for calling me. It's been like six years, right? Uh, I don't really know this person too well. And uh, they were like, look, you're not calling me for any random reason. Right? They were like, a couple of weeks ago, there's a religion teacher that uh, a male religion teacher that most likely told me he's not going to be returning. And, um, with that being said, I want to definitely help you out, figure out moving forward with teaching. And I was like, well, okay. Uh, so God just kind of opened that up. God willing, God willing it happens, but uh, we'll see. So yeah, man, um, taking this daily day by day, you know, the way that we reconnected too is through the coffee shop. I saw you there, which is cool. Um, making coffee for people, you know, and, um, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for uh, being with me today. It was uh, great. And I hope I can see you again soon. Cool, man. You too, brother. All right.